Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. I'll say this for us, we look great. Oh, baby, do we? Mike Dixon hooking it up. The, the official, official teaching, teaching pro. pro. And he, he, uh, more accolades came for him, I saw. Uh, a master teacher now. I mean, it's as, he's, well, of he's as good as it gets. And he, and he has us uh, looking spectacular in the Muirfield greens and the master's quarter zips. Although I, unfortunately, from a long stint on the hanger, I've got a hanger. Can't a hang, hang a master's quarter a hanger zip. bump. Here's your, this is the, the steadfast rule on quarter zip hangers. If there's a polyester, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a primarily polyester blend, blend sure, sure, sure. hanger, yep. anything else, no fold. So I like to have what I think the problem was that originally was on a hanger that was not the right. Now that I got a hanger that goes into the shoulder. There you go. The big, that, th- a big, a big, big, thick, thick girthy, but you I'm want still a girthy working hanger. I'm patting it down. I'm patting it down. I'm getting, making progress on it. But this side, we're already good. This side. Yeah, you're good. You're yeah, getting this, there. We're getting there. How about the evidence uh, yesterday that was, that came forward about the, uh, the electrocution, the attempted electrocution of you. Uh, all sorts of. I saw this this morning. Apparently, an active night on social. It I was this very this, active. I missed it. I saw it this morning though, and I saw um, all sorts of accusations. My head needing to be on a swivel. Uh, the attempted electrocution of you was something that was premeditated very clearly. Clearly. And then late in the evening, there was a gif of of a brushing of an elbow. But that still, to me, does Hold not up, preclude. That there was some sort of attempted That was way after. That's when I was leaning over to talk to your mic when my mic oh, was already. That was, that's was when the already cord happened. severed. Yeah, that's oh. when the cord fully severed. That was well after. The pieces are just But what was clear layering. is that somebody came in here. They depressed this thing. Because there's no other way for it to happen. Then they loosened it and let it sit there so that yep. as it went on, it could get even looser. And then now I've, I've reattached it. But that's, and then the surge through. It was like. Surge came through. It was an attempt on your life. I don't think that that's. I'm not. I don't think I'm. My kids pressing. this morning, as yeah. I took them to school, and I was singing. I was just so full of energy. They said, yeah. "What happened?" I said, "Well, I was electrocuted at work yesterday." That's right. And I think that now I just have extra energy. And I'm a person who already has energy. You're boundless. I have. I thrive on enthusiasm. I am optimistic yep. about the world. Always ready to go. And now I just. It's that. It's that plus. It's like I, my energy level now is to me as his cage rattling energy is to give always at a hundred. That's right. Always at a hundred. Always at a hundred. Um, was it the, uh, was it the, the limitless, the Bradley Cooper movie? Right. That's where you're at right now. Yeah. I feel like it. I mean, I was able to predict, predict that tiger would lip out on five for birdie, but then come back with a birdie at six. Then it happened. Where is he now? He's at one under, uh, in the fairway, I believe on eight. Now even is what I'm seeing. What do you mean? Now even. He's walking down the fairway right now. He just he parred seven. But that's you're watching that on a on the pad. You're talking about a a, a, a behind. Light. Hold on. Nope. Highlight. Gibby. God. There I you mean, go. give me a dude. Right, Gibby. Highlight. Gibby. Come on. You've attempted the Ibs boys are the prime suspects. I, I won't the even BPA I won't crew, even comment on the stupidity of it. your act. Accusations. Give me, give me, give me. You you hit you did this, which everyone can hear. You did this to jump in and give us the score, and then you're and watching it was a highlight, and it was erroneous of the score. Give I'm it. I just it flipped. I had to change channels. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my gosh! When By I'm the way, golfing sometimes with the kid and uh, and Simze, agent to the stars, the sandbagger. No, the kids. He is not. I wish it were true that I you think were a sandbagger. He, might be. he mean, wishes it, he was a sand. He's not a sandbagger. My evidence at all. I will defend. I, I will think defend. He, I feel like he shot like sixty six. I'll defend the integrity of his handicap until the day I die. Trust me. He and I have been partners way too many times where yeah. it hasn't worked out for us for him to be a sandbagger. All right. Now he has whooped me plenty of times too, where I'd be like, yeah. now on those days, yeah, sandbagger. But right. it evens out. He's a very an a good man and thorough, honest man. Very thorough. But is right now we're off to an awful start, quite frankly, for Gibbe on the show today. So if this was on the golf course, Sims would go, not your best. That's what he'd say <laughs> when somebody hits a bad shot and they're like cussing. Not goes, your best. Not your best. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Simsy, uh, agent to the stars, not one for much of a temper, except a little bit on the golf course. On the golf course, it can it come starts out. to ratchet Absolutely. up a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's a no little doubt. bit of intensity. I notice because it is an intense, and he has an intense move. And when he hits it, he wallops the he ball. He hits I mean, the hell out of it. He hits he it sure a country does. mile. He really does. Yeah. Um, are you aware that today is not only the start of the '86 Masters, which you and I are dressed accordingly, Gibby in his as well. Yes. Um, but also the opening day for Major League Baseball. Both in the same day. And? Well, what I was curious about was, I think we can all all agree, and maybe we won't. I'll see what you think about this. These are two sports where the apex is in the rearview mirror of their popularity. That, they're, that, they, that neither one will be as popular as they once were. Now, it just so happens that it's my belief baseball's apex was probably in the 50s and 60s, and that was baseball's run the world, America's pastime golf's peak from a popularity standpoint was the apex of tiger and we're kind of coming out of that a little bit um and there's really there's there's no duplication of tiger you'll never see that again with all the factors that went into him um while you could argue that there is still room for football it's hard to wrap your head around for football to continue to get more and more popular and bigger and bigger and bigger basketball you could argue can there's still a trajectory for basketball other sports soccer whether it's some of the you know, more uh, sports on the on the fringe, whether it be lacrosse or other things, room for growth. There's no doubt. I mean, baseball. Those is- two sports, baseball and golf, it feels like as pop, they are, they will never be as popular as they once were. And baseball's most popular is a long way ago. Golf's is more recent. Here's the thing. So baseball, way, absolutely, way in the, way in the rearview mirror. Golf. Still there, but I mean, what's amazing to me is we put Mike Trout up against Rom, right? And it was even 50 50, could not be more even. Now, if we put Mike Trout up there against Tiger or Phil or maybe even a bunch of people would smoke Mike Trout, and Mike Trout's but been you, the face but of But couldn't you also say that if you put uh John Rom against Jeter, but Jeter's not active anymore. No, no, no. I understand, sure. but but you, you could be active in, in golf till you're in your 50s, but I, sure. I guess what I'm saying is, is that if you were to do the same exercise we did with Rom and Trout, if you did that exercise in the late 90s, early 2000s with Tiger and Jeter, instantly recognizable to all. Probably. I don't know that anybody wouldn't know who Derek Jeter was. You could probably do the dang, dang near the same thing with, I don't think it'd be that far off with Ken Griffey Jr. if you even went five years previous to that, more like mid-90s. Ken Griffey Jr. was as big a star as there was in any sport. Yep. Um, but, but – here we are 20 years later and neither Not. one you know there's no golf the, the thinking was with tiger that, that it would open golf up to this entirely new 
group of people in terms of playing and there'd be more and more stars like that that didn't happen more people played but there were there were there is not a significant a number of african-american players who went on to become great no that remains just how it was i would be it curious, remains though, a country club sport what did for example the final round of of mickelson kepka do relative to call it a world series game at the at the PGA at the at Kiowa, yeah, because that felt like a happening. That felt like bigger than anything. Give it, you can probably can find produce. that for us. Final round PGA Mickelson Kepka ratings versus a World, world series, series that isn't in a bubble, right? Non bubbled World Series. What's what would that? It have to be a, a clinching World Series game because that's a clinching round. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far that is apart. I'm curious. I'm, I have no idea. That felt at if least Tiger were involved. Well, of course. He but that felt like when you watched it, that still felt like an absolute Event. happening. Yes. But yeah. I also do think, though, that wouldn't you say that how we view a happening is much is is in a way predicated on the silo where we get our information. So my guess is over the weekend, it felt to you like what was happening in WWE was all anyone was talking about. Not all in it. The Final Four was also it was it was, mixed. but it probably Those felt like WWE was preeminent to you or Final Four. Mm. On Saturday, probably mixed. Sunday, obviously WWE, and then Monday clearly was right. final. Was the final game, which was head to head with the Raw after Mania. Yeah, so it that's one thing about it. Like it depends oh, on sure. you know because sure. we're now at a point where our information is siphoned for our wants and needs, and so it makes us think that the world we're living in is the most important. And that everyone's actively in it. Go ahead, Gibby. Do you have it? You're on. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't an NBA Finals game. No World Series. World, World Series. It doesn't even have. It said it was the top sporting event of the weekend. It delivered a. This is the Mickelson Kepka. Yeah. Yeah. Averaged a 3.9 rating, 6.58 million viewers on CBS, the highest rating of viewership for the event since Tiger Woods finished second in 18. Mickelson's win, which peaked with 13 million between 7 and 7.15 p.m., delivered the second largest golf audience of any kind since the sport went on hiatus. So here's what I found for – this is 2021 World Series. So the 2021 World Series, the average viewer was 11.75 million. 2021 World Series, our most recent one. Yeah. So it would be bigger, yep. not more than the peak, but overall it would be bigger. Than the average, this is yeah. the thing that's really disturbing, though, if you're that sport. In 2003, the average World Series game drew 25 yeah. million. Yeah. I mean, so just... that is a half crash. loss of viewership, more than half loss it's of crash. viewership it's a crash. in 20 years. That's, that's a, off a cliff. That's a crash. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that's, so that's your, that's where your, that's where the rub is on, on, on that sport. Um, so I, I find myself, I, it's amazing how much I've receded from baseball. Oh, it's crazy how much I have swag. That's right. Just well, that's good. It is strong. He, just, he appreciated us today. I feel would, like yeah. we were the swags today. I mean, he still was, but yes. But yeah. on this day. On this day, on this specific day. I'm also committed. To, I wore shorts again to work. I'm now. I'm just going to wear them every day. I'm not wearing pants anymore. I know it's going to snow over the weekend. I don't care. I'm getting close to that because 
I'm just going to act like it isn't happening. With it getting a little bit warmer, I can tell you in the gym yesterday, and that's the beauty of those of those Lulu pants is that they're they can look like very nice pants, but you can also work out in them if you they're need really to. Really great, yeah. But it was, it was a little hot, so now I'm in it's short season, baby. Let's go. State yeah. of mind. I don't care. Saturday, no matter what, going to snow. Don't care. Shorts. Don't care. Shorts. That's how that's going to go. That's right. Um, all right, we have a couple of possible targets for Deshaun Watson making the two uh, the NFL draft visits for the Browns. On Friday, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson of North Dakota State confirm. There's no way Burks. Baco Nation walking by. He's got a lot of Gatorade. What did he have going on? Backpack? He's hydrated. He's backpacking. Yeah. What's he got a backpack in the building for? Maybe he's got more hydration. Kind of like that guy who walks around with the cowboy hat all the time. That's meant to keep the sun off of your face. No, that guy's 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 legit. You think I'm coming for him? Absolutely not. (laughs) Please. Now, go with the, the guy who's walking around with the. You know, some sort of a fake fifth bone broke. Walk around like he doesn't have an Achilles. Fine. But not that guy. No guy with a hat. Yeah. It's almost like he doesn't have a foot. That's right. Almost like, yeah, absolutely. Amputation. Uh, I don't think Christian Watson's going to be there either. For us. So you're going to have to trade up if we're going to go. If either of those guys are to be Cleveland Browns, we will be trading into the first round. Yeah. In order to do so. I called it, what, weeks ago? Was it weeks ago that I said that? And that Watson's going to be a first round lock, and now all of a sudden he's in every mock. I'm not going to take all the credit. Just some. Perhaps that's why ball's it, not going to spike itself. Perhaps so. it was that kind of prescience <clears throat> and that kind of foresight that caused the BPA gang, led by spearheaded by the Ibs boys, to try to take it, take me out. Are both Ibs boys still podcasting? Yeah, I mean there was writing and there was podcasting, but what's left? What's left now? Podcast, just podcast. Yeah, we will drop one today. Who's on that? What's that about? Segura talking to Jakeem Grant. My interview. You can't be your headliner. My interview. (laughs) You won't hear it here. It's not the BPA, then. It's the Nathan Segura show. Um, Wasn't my call. (laughs) Gibbe, I do feel like just so. It does become that at this point, it it is the Nathan Segura show. Featuring the Ibs boys. There is is a school of thought that I'm willing to entertain right now, Gibbe that suggests based on some of your recent comments that whereas before I always was waiting for the day that you'd come to the ring wearing a, a, a Browns daily t-shirt and then rip it off and reveal an Ibs boys t-shirt an Ibs boys. Yeah. Where now I feel like perhaps it's flipped that you would wear an Ibs boys t-shirt to the ring and go the other and way and rip reveal. off a, a Browns daily. I feel like your loyalties, even Are you, though this you're would... in on the attempted assassination of me, but I think that was part of the like to really the sell. Loyalties were already set long before. No, 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 no. You don't want it to believe that because no, 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 no. then that no, means you, your, your loyalty went. I let me just. I'll run this by you as the king of wrestling. Thank you. This feels like him going to the Ibs Boys feels like NWO Hogan, and now this could be back to yellow and red. Playing the hits. I am a real Could it be? Gibby, rattling cages Let's go. every day. Come on. I am a real Gibby. Fight for what's right. Fight for CBD. Let's go. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a mailbag edition of the program. Two additional questions. Bobby Meckling has provided us an hour with some great questions. Bobby Meckling is the greatest Ask CBD guy Ever. You know they do that thing on Levitard where he goes, he gets the show. You don't get the show. Bobby Mecklen gets the show. He does. So does that guy yesterday who came with the Woes Bomb. Yeah, the Woes bomb. bomb. I like that, that too. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so get your Ask CBD questions. Hashtag Ask CBD. Uh, we will get to those at 2.30. We'll go around the league coming up next. Uh, we have a little higher and lower fun that we're going to have as well. Anthony Trish, gonna, is he going to join us? 
At two people join us at two o'clock. It's very very exciting. It's sad when people updated don't on the mailbag as well. So that's sad. When people you hate when people don't get the show. Hate that. I don't like to see that. We're off and running here on a Thursday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling, secret methods, picking lottery numbers to betting big when you are on a roll. The miss can lose you money, get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at keepitfunohio.com. Uh, the beast is out. The beast has dropped. Yeah, baby. Burglar's beast has dropped. The draft guide is out now. There is, it's kind of like the Beckham year. Yeah, it's because we don't have that first-round pick. Yeah. It feels not as fun. Is that what you mean? Yeah, of course. Because when you're talking about the second round, I mean, you're, we're sitting out Thursday, man. We're sitting out Thursday. Maybe. Potentially. Maybe not. Maybe oh, not. We're, we're bringing in guys who are going are going to hear their names called on Thursday. So you we certainly to- have assets that we could bundle up. Sure, sure. And lots of picks to bundle up if you wanted to make a run at somebody. Um, nevertheless, if you are, if you are dialed into the draft, love the draft, uh, there is the, it is, the beast is what you need. It is the number one authority It is the number one authority on the draft in the world. It is the, I don't have a problem with that statement. It is the best draft document in the world, period. If you want to know more about every player who's on your team, you get the beast and it is worth the subscription of the athletic itself is worth the beast period. And you get all the other stuff too. So here's something I always like to do when the beast comes out. So we're, it's your point, right? We don't have a first round pick. Yep. So here are the positions that we know that we're really looking at. So who are the people that have, according to Dane, how many people have first or second round grades at wide receiver? Here are his receivers in order. And I'll say first round and then we'll get in the next. So first round grades, Wilson, Jamison Williams, Drake London, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks. Johan Dotson. Johan Dotson? Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. I like Johan. Jahan Dotson. So six. Second round grades. Sky Moore, George Pickens, Jalen Tolbert, Christian Watson. So ten total. Have first, first, second, 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 third. So some top topping those. And then yep. after that into the third is where you have John Mechie, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, David Bell from Purdue, Wandale Robinson, you've talked about him quite a bit, mm-hmm. from Kentucky, and Calvin Austin the third from Memphis. So that's your, that's the top. So that's the wide receiver position. So that's a position certainly that the Browns could be interested in. What's cool about Dane is he gives you all this, and then you get full-on details about everybody too, plus guys that are priority free agents. You get the entire list. And so then you get to go down we'll say, okay, what are our other needs? we got defensive end. We've got defensive tackle, and he does every single position in the draft, whether it relates to your football team or not. You just want to understand, there you go. All and right. here's, here's something just for the people who aren't streaming, the non-nanas in the world uh, who are not streaming. Yes. Z is pulling, is doing this all by scrolling on your phone. That's right, all on my phone. It's You're not going through, you it's can print the document. Do it. I'd highly recommend it. I would, but you can also just do as Z is doing and just scroll. All right, so here we go. And I think this is where it gets very interesting. So edge rusher. So we had 10 receivers with first or second round grades. Mm-hmm. Edge rushers. Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, Trevon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, 
George Karloftis, Arnold Abikite. How did I say that right? Penn State? Close enough? Close enough. Logan Hall from Houston. So he's got seven, five true first-rounders, two first-seconds, which is Ibikite and Logan Hall. Then he has in the second, only because of the injury, David Ajabo, Boye Mafe, who played at Minnesota, Drake Jackson, USC, Nick Bonito, Oklahoma, Kingsley Angabar from South Carolina, which is a heck of a name. So Kingsley? Yeah. Kingsley. Like Kingsley Zisu? That's right. Wow. Angabare. That I mean, Enaga, mm. that is a name. He's got man. pronunciations, like too, if I get down there. I like that it. a lot. I like that name. So the point is, you've got 12 defensive ends, edge rushers, again, a big need with first or second round grades, and then he's got another six with third round grades. Dominique Robinson, D'Angelo Malone, Josh Paschal, Cameron Thomas, Sam Williams, Alex Wright. Tyreek Smith, by the way, from Ohio State, we talked about yesterday, mm-hmm. fourth, fifth round grade. So... 18 and what do we say 12 so that's 32 or that's 30 i'm sorry here's kingsley kingsley inagbare inagbare kingsley inagbare great name south wow, carolina 63260 like yep. him first team all sec write that so maybe we maybe we'll get a kingsley in here and then we go to the interior of the defensive line so this one not as as rich as you wouldn't expect it to be but he has first-round grades on Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, Jordan Davis from Georgia. Man, they were formidable. Travis Jones from Connecticut. Second-round grade, Perry and Winfrey. has been linked to us sometimes. Second round, DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. Fedarian Mathis from Alabama. Those are the guys that you got in that first, second round. So six there. So 36, and we're talking about 64 picks in the first two rounds, are in, and according to his grades, in what we're looking for. In our positions of In need. our positions of need. Yeah. So that's yeah. good because we're Very not talking good. about quarterbacks. Yeah. We didn't talk about offensive linemen. No. Nope. We didn't talk about corners. We didn't talk about safeties. No. No. Which are all going to go. All going to go. So if you're the Browns, you should have a good spot there. And then when you think about getting into the third round, you know, there are going to be opportunities there as well. By the way, Haskell Garrett, who we talked about, sixth, seventh round grade from Dane Brugler point is and that's just from the beast i was able to give you that information just from the beast just like that yep and that but that by the way is how georgia beat alabama with they a, had a historically great defense fast speed yes, yes a lot of first round guys yep um the pro football talk uh, aggregating this if tom brady had stayed retired there's a chance he could have been a minority owner of the miami dolphins that was talked about mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. dolphins in an ownership with stephen ross who's a michigan alum much like brady uh, that there was talk of that, that even he could have gone there and played, and then ownership would have been a part of that. And then the 49ers thing. And I do wonder if if Tampa Bay – do you think Tampa Bay was like, look, dude, we ain't trading you? It feels that way. Doesn't it? kind of feels does. like it. And they're like, hey, we'll make, you don't like Arians. We'll make it right for you. We'll get rid of Arians. We'll move him up to the front office. If that's even real, but yes. If that's real. I mean, a lot of people have said that it is. It feels that it way. It feels like it. A lot it. of people feels- who played there, though – Say no. Say no. Yeah. But it does feel like, you know, he probably was going. I mean, when we were at the comment, it was like, look, he's going to go to the 49ers. Yeah. That was. And then. The Super Bowl, it's all anybody was talking about. All anybody was talking about. He was going to the 49ers. Miami had a little bit of whisper. And then it feels like Tampa was like. And I wonder, because they flew. I know they. Him and his kid went over to Manchester United. Remember with Ronaldo? Uh Uh Uh-huh. And the Glazers own Man United. And I wonder if that was like, hey. Dude, let's make this right. Like, what do we need? We want you to play here. You're under contract. Like, 
we're not letting you play anywhere else. Sorry. Right. We love you. But how, how would how would you not like happening? How would your son like to meet Cristiano Ronaldo? Let's fly to. We'll put you on a plane. We'll fly over to Manchester and we'll do it up. Yes. Doesn't that seem like kind of how things have happened here? Feels like it. What? What? Right. That's right. Jordan Schultz uh, with this. The Cowboys, Packers, Jets, Saints, and Eagles have all called the Texans about Brandon Cooks. Uh, we've, you talked about him a long, long time ago. Um, the Rams and Raiders both previously called about Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams moves. Uh, the Cooks thing, the, the, it's just the money is pretty big. It's a big deal in 16? terms of the money, but his guy has 1,000 yards with everybody who plays that he plays for. I mean, he's the yeah. only person ever. To have a thousand yards receiving with three different teams in three consecutive seasons. Yeah, but I mean, for some reason is on a lot of teams, and, which is weird and because everybody loves him. I mean, people I've talked to who work with him love him. Yeah, Lauren, I just played with him with the Rams and uh -huh. said that he was great. Loved him, great dude. Patriots loved him. Yeah, he's. I think it's he's one of those things where he's maybe not a true, true, true number one, but he's good enough to get paid like a true number one. But he's maybe not a true number one, and so then it be, he kind of ends it's up kind of in the limbo. middle ground in terms of what actually is, but I mean, the guy, what he is, is a producer. Uh, I'm surprised because we had heard from other sources, not Jordan Schultz, Jordan Sch that the Browns had potentially made calls or been interested. And I can tell you this, I spent about two hours this morning watching Deshaun Watson tape. Yeah. How, how was that? Like I knew he was good, <laughs> but I'm I had no idea he was that good. I Quite mean, at he that is level. Yeah. Unbelievable. Accuracy, arm strength, Houdininess, ability to run. He's top uh, five quarterback IQ. in the league, man. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. But what jumps out at you is Will Fuller, when healthy back then, absolutely could play, get open, create separation, and, and make huge plays. He and DeAndre Hopkins only had a brief period of time together, but that was awful fun to watch. And then Cooks was – Cooks is electric as well. So you had – the highlights with – and then there are people where you're like, I don't even know who that is, but he makes them look like a million bucks because that's how good he was. But Brandon Cooks can play, and he'd be a good fit for what we want. You know, you don't know if Will Fuller has anything left. If Will Fuller does, if he's healthy, he ends up being an absolute steal. If he's not and he misses he's on the sideline, you know, that's the biggest question with him. It's not his playing ability. It's his avail ability. That's the it. biggest question. And that's a big, that's a big ability that eight. matters, yeah. That's some, a big one. Some would say it's the only ability. The only matters. one that matters. That's right. Uh, Terrell Owens says he's still waiting on a call from the NFL. Keep waiting. Going to be a long time. Isn't he like you have 50? Two, you have these two parallel lines. Talent. PIA. Pain in, in the, the asinine. By the way, when, I believe those lines are parallel. Right. And then you now they go vertically. They will never touch. Once this, once this line, the PIA line, passes the talent line, there's no coming back. That's right. So To did this 15 uh -huh. years ago. It's the shoe game that is so. Well, today it's we so paid subtle. so much. We paid so much attention to the jackets and the swackets yes. and the layering and the vesting, but every once in recent days, and he's always got a sneaker situation. But he's, he's been got switching these, it up on us. He's moving it around a lot. He's got yeah. there's a, a Chelsea boot, I think is what I would call them. There's a Chelsea boot he wears. Uh, it appears that he has every shade in that boot. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is a nice gray, a nice soft gray, a dove gray, if you will. Yeah. Never ceases to amaze. No, it doesn't. 
All right, yesterday on Higher Lower, we did the uh, best divisions in football. Uh, they ranked them on quarterbacks as well, so we will get to that. I want to run something by you as well sure. from a pop culture standpoint that tie, ties into the Masters and also uh, Major League Baseball opening day. We do all of that coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River. Enjoy over 300 whiskeys, craft cocktails paired with made-from-scratch menu items. Char will also be coming out with a new spring menu in a couple of weeks. New items on the brunch and the main menu. Support local. Visit Char Whiskey Bar and Grill in Rocky River or at char slash rockyriver.com. Mr. Zagura? Pretty sure on number nine on his approach shot. It does look like to be his approach shot. It is his approach shot. Joaquin Neiman, about 15 feet past the pin and to the left, spin, tracking, tracking, eagle. He started plus one. What's your... Dunked it. So this is the one thing that's tricky about doing this show with you right now. Dunked it. Is your reaction that you just had as as we were coming back from break, it could... I didn't realize that you have that on there. So I see that you do now. But I was thinking... Did, did something come across Twitter as we were coming back? Like, was was Lamar Jackson traded? Mm. Was Kyler Murray mm. traded? Mm-mm. And then, if like, if you were to say, well, what do you think that this reaction, this the reaction that you saw, what would elicit that? I would not have had a what dunk, it was. A dunk from a 140? dunk from a guy I've never heard of. Joaquin Neiman's good. I haven't heard of him. He's currently leading the Masters, three Does under. Fantastic. Well, he just that that eagle helps with that, doesn't it? Well, that's two of the three. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, Winning Time picked up for a second season on HBO. Lovely. So where did the first season over? No, I think it's still going on. I think I'm up to date with it. I mean, you know the history of it. I don't think I'm ruining it for anything. But you you know that uh, Jack, the guy who's the coach, Jack McKinney, whatever. Yeah. The guy they get from Portland after Jerry West decides he doesn't want to coach the team anymore. Yeah. That guy... Uh, gets an inc- in a nearly fatal bicycle accident, which Ooh. is how Paul Westhead ends up coaching Westhead, the Lakers right. to the championship, and then, and then it ends up being Riley. And then it's Magic or Westhead. That's kind of the way that I'm. It's always been told. I'm interested to see how they portray it. Sure, because Westhead is portrayed so far as a wallflower on this series. Like I don't know how anyone had much of a problem with Magic. Him. Like hated him though, wanted out. That's always been the story. Yeah. Um, and then I believe they were going to do like a Riley and Jerry West were going to co-coach at one point. After uh-huh. Westhead uh-huh. was fired, I, I remember but then that. West went up to the front office and the rest, as they would say, is history. So I'm just curious like where they pick winning time up at. If My hunch is this season will go all the way through their championship win against Philly, where yeah. Magic plays center and guard and has a triple-double in the clinching game six yeah, without Kareem. That's right. His rookie season. His rookie year. So but I imagine beat Norm Nixon at a party. <laughs> <laughs> While Norm Nixon was wearing a fur Start, and giving up eight inches to him, started he, at center against Daryl Dawkins and uh, and Dr. J. That's right in '79 and had that's 42, right. like 13 and 12 or 11. Yeah, that's right. As a 19 year old, but somehow couldn't beat Norm Nixon at Donald Sterling's house. 
No. Hard to wrap your head around. Didn't even attempt to back to, him down. To body him at all. At all. No. In fact, his opening Awkwardly. the opening salvo that they thought Love was gonna salvo. represent great. was gonna represent Magic Johnson's approach to basketball. The first thing he tried to do was just take like a real quick kind of step back thirty footer. No. <laughs> no. Certainly not, not coming out of Michigan State. That's not what he was doing. It's not what he was doing, in fact, in any way, shape, or form. In fact, the only time I really remember him starting to like really start shoot the three ball was the one all-star game he came back to and got after to the play. HIV, after which, the HIV. And yeah. they just kind of let him shoot. And he probably had been doing a lot of just shooting without a lot yeah. of basketball. And so he shot some threes. But that is he couldn't had, be the furthest thing from what how he would approach that no. possession. Yeah, you're right. He had a shot over Jordan that all-star game. And then the next time down, he had a bank shot three over Isaiah. And they just stopped the game with 17 seconds left. Like, that's, that's good. it. We're not doing better than that. Let's yep, get the hell out of here. Let's go. So I'm curious, because I do think that one thing that they could make a mistake here is thinking there's more to this story than there is. Well, I wouldn't mind going through the the Lakers-Celtics period. And, for example, there was a gift when I mentioned Kurt Rambis as one of the great Lakers because – it says it was like something like you know back in back in the day back in my day if you wanted to stop Kurt Rambis from trying to make a layup you tried to kill him and it's the famous Kevin clip McHale. of McHale literally trying to decapitate him and then take his head on the way down and throw it yeah. directly into the hardwood floor which resulted in a little bit of a fracas but certainly not an ejection I don't think anyone was ejected I'm not even sure if there was a technical no no I wouldn't think so I mean that was an era though too like Larry Bird fought Dr J that's right. On the court. Listen, Rudy Tomjanovich, never the same. Meantime, we live in a world where LeBron is saying, I'd really like to play with Steph, and Steph's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, how about that? That was pretty good. LeBron's trying to play with everybody. Magic, Bird and Bird and Dr. J were at their throats. Fighting each other. Fighting on the court. Amazing. Tiger, uh, big uh, cut for par on nine. Got it. Good for him. Huge par save. Yeah, he needed it. Um, yesterday we did the higher and lower on the quarterbacks. So apparently this is CBS sports. They did the divisions with, uh, just the quarterbacks and guess what? It's very similar to what we did on divisional rankings yesterday. As it turns out, that position is pretty important. And if you were listening to the show yesterday, anytime we would do the divisional rank, the oh, rankings, exactly, what we, did exactly what we said, the first thing we would do is we would go to who are the quarterbacks. That's the first right. thing you do. Who are the quarterbacks? Yep. So it goes the way you thought it would be. AFC West, Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, Carr. Uh, us in the North with Watson, Burrow, Jackson, Trubisky. The uh, the NFC North, Rogers, Cousins, Field, Goff. I don't agree with that. You, you have the, the NFC, NFC North West third. No, I would have the NFC. Well, uh, yeah, see, probably. This is this is the big discrep because they're going with Lance over Garoppolo, and if Garoppolo's there instead of Lance, the NFC West is definitely third. I would take the NFC West too if if it's if Garoppolo's there. Don't you think he will be? Where's the trade destination for him? Carolina is the only Carolina. He's not going to Seattle. No, so it's Carolina or New Orleans, but it feels like they're going to go with Jameis. Yeah. I just I also find it hard to believe, and I really don't love the quarterbacks in that group, but I, I find it hard to believe the South with the strength of Brady is behind NFC East. I would I would take umbrage with that. I would take Brady on his own ahead of Wentz, Prescott, Hertz, and Jones. I would take him on his own over Ryan Tannehill, Lawrence, and Mills. Same. I think the AFC East. I maybe I like that group a little bit better than most people because I just think, I think Josh you Allen do. is so good. Allen is so good, but the other three are very questionable. Sure. Tua actually his numbers are not that bad. It's a lot. And of... He's going to be, but he's going to have this year. Tyreek. Look, if he can't do it this year, if he can't do it this year, he's never going to do it. Would you yeah. like some of my water? 
do you need? Is, like, is it urgent? No, it's not urgent. I'm fine. But this this happened to me yesterday. Thank you, Gimmick. Thank you very much. Gimmick! Don't you go dying on me. <laughs> Ziggoro, what are you doing? Waiting for Bo to have his drink. Everybody knows well, he's having a drink. Yeah, that, that still means you have to fill. You came in. I said Gibbe. There's a great That's scene what I in, did. There's a great scene in Winning Time where a little bit later is Pat Riley starting to be part of the broadcast team and Chick Hearn, who's legendary. Uh, and yeah, a, much, much the way that they kind of come at West, they come at Chick Hearn, which is harder for me. Why? Because both was a little tough, like in terms of their the way that Chick Hearn went about his business. And I never heard any of this about Chick Hearn, but I never heard any of that stuff about West either. So I think maybe they're dramatizing it. It's a lot of pushback. But Riley West. is trying to, like, get himself into the broad. Like, how, what can I do? Pat's points, this type of stuff. And Chick Hearn goes, he's doing, like, like, his teeth. And he goes, Patrick, what is this? Or he goes, what is this? And, and Pat goes, it's, it's your hand. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, it's a fist. When it's closed, you shut up. <laughs> Talk. Shut up. Legend. When you do that, when I do this, that's it for you, you shut up. That's it. That's your lesson, Patrick. There you is. want to be a part of the broadcast? Shut up. Now, I don't know if that Beautiful. really happened. It feels like that didn't happen. It's a bold. I mean, that would be I, quite prickly. I think that that could have happened. I think it could happen. Have you heard anything about Chick like being – I thought he was beloved. But Chick, I don't know that Chick he didn't have a filter. I know that. Well, and he, he did it by himself a lot. You know, towards the end, it was he was kind of on his own. I just wonder, like, from a sag, I just sag, loving, loving, the it, loving the whole the whole outlook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would he have been big enough deal in 1979 to do that to Pat Riley, who was a Laker player, Patrick? You know what? It, it probably comes down to if the players liked him. Yeah. You know, was Magic there in 79? Yeah. He won the title. No, no, I couldn't remember if, like, if he came in 80 or. He won the 79 National yeah, Championship that's... at Michigan State, and then he's 79 to 80 that year. He's with the Lakers. That's they right. draft him number one. So, I mean, if Magic's a fan of his. This is a meeting of the absolute apex effort. It's happening right outside this office. Power. How? What are you capable of doing today? How about you? Just a, just testing each other. That's right. Who can do more in a day? That's right. Just That's hitting right. up against the ceiling. They're going after the Brad Mellon pursuit of perfection. <laughs> they better not be walking around with a hoodie. They're Did not. you guys get that done in the week that I was gone? Let me Anybody tell you get anywhere in a hoodie? Hoodie? What? I had a – it was an exchanging of unpleasantries with Mr. Mellon over the what had come to light over somebody not even in the organization receiving a hoodie and he denied it at first. And I don't know this of, information. This he is kept new to kind me. of denying it to be honest with you. Oh no, you know who the we're soundtrack. talking about. The the person that has uh, the hoodie that we're all Enoch. like Oh, and right. he's like and I have the black one. Yeah. So he had and the he receipts. put a picture, he put a he picture out receipts. about it and yeah. and then it, it was claimed by by Mr. Mellon that he was not a part of, of that. And he would have he had to been. Make, Who's doing those? That he's going to make this right, is what I was told. Still waiting. Still waiting. That's a hashtag still waiting. How are we going to define making it right? It's a great question. That Zagura only gets the hoodie? I've, is that a definition of making it right, or is that sort of right? It's a start. I mean, it's fine. I believe I don't, I'm a team player. I, I think I, we all I deserve I do not them. need the hoodie. I think I do, quite frankly. You do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like I've been a trapezist. 
Is that because is that a, even a word? Is that because you would like want if, something? Honestly, one in every color would be appropriate. Is that because Gibbe you don't want something that would be bestowed upon? I'd like CBD? one in a, in a cream. I think Gibbe would want it if they were handed out to the BPA. The BPA boys. Yeah. That would be the ultimate. I, that's the what I would say. The next level's next. I'll see you on down the road, boys. One. One segment here, one segment here. Right back. Here I go, playing a little hopscotch. Keep people on their toes, Gibbe. I'm just – I like that you're pushing no, back, though. I, In the old I days still, – I still believe that if someone deems me worthy enough, that I'll get it one day. All I'm saying is in the old days. And if not, I guess I'll just have to – What's the line from Jimmy to, Johnson? Uh, Jimmy Johnson. He's, to buy he's, something. They're at uh, – He's in the Hall of Fame. He's on the Fox on NFL set with Jerry Jones. And um, – it's either Strahan, Strahan or Bradshaw asked Jerry Jones if this will now get Jimmy in the Ring of Honor. And Jerry's hemming and hawing. It was at like the Hall of Fame game. And, yeah. And Jerry yes. and Jimmy goes, Well, hopefully before I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about the hoodie. Hopefully well, before I'm dead. Same. Not At some point before I'm you dead would be wonderful. That would be great. Give me, I have to flip-flop every now and then just to continue to test the continuity of your answers. And right now, I would say the needle is pointing strongly at CBD, which makes brings me really immeasurable joy. <laughs> let me um, let me ask you guys this. I, so today I've always is, been there. Today is uh, opening day in the Masters. Mm. If you could only watch, and I, I know what your answer will be, but I think yours would be more difficult. If you'd only watch golf movies or baseball movies for the rest of my life, only one movies, one, movies, like cinema. Yes. Only movies made about baseball and movies made about golf. And both have great. Both are great. I would argue major league and Caddyshack are at the very top of any sports movie ranking. Those sure. two would be at the very top. I put sure. Hoosiers there too, but that's more of an emotional Emotion, movie. Yeah. It's Major League. Rudy's not Shack. allowed on the list. Rudy sucks. Stinks. Sucks. Probably the worst movie ever. I agree. It's terrible. <laughs> like it's Give me one a of break. those. If it comes up, it somehow makes its way onto my screen. Immediate change. Get out. Nonsense. I'd rather turn the TV off. Baseball movies or golf movies? I mean, it's golf because I can't live without Caddyshack. It has. To, it's a part of who I am. So it's, it's a part of. And, that, and it's a. It's not just Caddyshack. But I mean, I, I would say it on the strength of that alone. Tin Cup shot some of it, shot in Tucson at a yep. golf course I played with Zago. Zago, the great Zago, the great Zago. So um, there you go. You also get uh, Happy Gilmore, yep. quite strong. Yeah, not really excited about adding Bagger Vance to the list. <sighs> Charlie Theron, Will Smith, and Damon, right? Yeah. How could that be? And I read the book. Amazing book. I think Theron's the only thing that makes that work. I... But Major League, you're getting Major League, Field of Dreams. Sandlot. Sandlot. Great. Are we really calling that a baseball movie? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, yeah. Yes. You play ball like a girl? Like, that's, all of that's in there. You've got, what's the, what's the Tom, why can't I think of the name of the Tom Hanks? This used to be our playground. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, with Gina Davis. Yeah. I'm blanking on it. Like, I'm not into peaches. Right. I think I got to go baseball. Madonna? It kills me. I love Caddyshack. It's one of my all-time faves. But I feel like there's a significant drop-off after that. And baseball. Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore are fantastic. Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore are both yeah. great. You also get Bull, Bull Durham with baseball. Bull Durham's great. That's what I'm looking at. Bull Durham, Little Field of Dreams, The field Natural. Of, natural's quite long. Mr. Baseball, Little Tom Selleck. 
miss <laughs> the Dutch kid baseball. <laughs> I think what this is going to come yeah, but down to. You also to... end up having to, now. You may, do you have to watch everything that's in the catalog? No, like, no, no. You, no, you can just pick you one genre or the other. Are you stuck watching Angels in the Outfield. No, or, no, or what no, about no, Rookie no. of the Rookie Year? Rookie of the Year. No, none of that. You you get one entity or the other. I'm taking. I'm, I, I, you can't live without. I Caddyshack. watch Caddyshack on my birthday every year. I yeah, own Caddyshack stuff. Yes. I, I've read every book that's ever been written. The oral histories of Caddyshack. Yeah, it's hard to everything. overcome it. It's, it is. Yeah. It's my favorite movie. Gibby, where are you? You'd go the baseball. I think I got to go baseball. There's just a bigger catalog. I don't need a catalog. I need greatness. It's like I don't need major have, league. Is I don't need a billion other than, friends. Other than Tom friends. Berenger being a little stocky, a little bit of a stalker. If they could just cut that part out, the rest is perfect. You mean when he just shows up in her apartment unannounced? Not even her apartment. Her boyfriend's apartment. That's right. He, who he followed her home unannounced and just shows up in his gear. I also have a little bit of it's a, a problem bit aggressive. with the fact that now it does happen. There are places I've been in a building where this does happen once in my entire life where the elevator opens up into your living space. Yes. I don't know that that exists here. Are there those here? I, no, I believe those are like those are like in super Naples, super penthouses in, yeah. in yeah. New York, New York, or on the beach Florida. in Florida. Those yeah. are the places I've seen those. Yeah. I've not seen where those. you have the whole floor. Where you have the whole floor. A league of their own. A league, a league of their, of their own. Yeah, there there it is. you go. Um, Cunningham wants to turn us off because he's a he's a domer and he believes he's been insulted by your Rudy comments. He said he wasn't going to be paying attention to the show because he's going to be watching the Masters, and now he's upset because we. Yeah, but that caught Rudy. my ears. Danny, I'm it's sorry. It's a horrible it film. It's, it's terrible. Maybe the worst. No, it's and not. I went to. It's not even real. It's all nonsense. It's I, a my movie. School, it's not supposed to be real. But it was passed uh, off as real. real. The guy goes around to places acting like it's real. That's right. I'm not nonsense. defending the guy. I'm defending the movie. By the way, how, how about like it's so hard to, for like his dad to be happy that he's actually on the Notre Dame team. Like, what's so hard about that? Like, you'd be pretty excited if your little runt kid somehow got to be on the team. It's a demanding father. still, like, begrudging. What's he wanting, back in the factory? Yeah. He's in Notre Dame, for God's sake. It's going to go a little bit ways, a little, little way further. No good. No good. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is the It's one of my worst. If worst. You know. And by the way, I want you to know this. Because I think it's relevant to say, well, I should like, I should be a big Notre Dame guy. And look, Joe went there, know that. So the high school I went to, Moreau Catholic High School, located in Hayward, California, or that you yep. went to, one of us went to it, is part of, founded by the Brothers of the Holy Cross, named after Father Basil Moreau, who founded the Brothers of the Holy Cross, which is the one that led to Notre Dame. In fact, the Moreau Seminary is located on the University of Notre Dame campus. This oh, I have, I have I great – Yes, that's incredible. I have great admiration and yes. respect and love the mythology of Notre mm. Dame and love all about it. Just think the movie sucks. Yeah, um, same. The worst. Yeah. Like, I don't know – Rudy, If I think – I don't know if I could sum this up any better than what I'm about to say. And for me, it makes sense, maybe not for others. Rudy is the Mateen Cleaves of movies. If it would be acceptable – for me to kiss you on the forehead and embrace you right now on this stream, I would, because I'll I think that's probably the greatest analogy I've ever heard come out of anyone's mouth ever, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Come here. Beautiful. Beautiful. beautiful you crushed that. 
I mean, I mean honestly, there's, really there's no, no other, way, other to way to say it. There's no other way to say it. That's perfect. I don't even know where you came up with that. I don't know if you've ever said it out loud before. No, first time ever. But that's it. But it, that's what came you to did me. it. Yeah. Flintstones. Remember that nonsense? Ugh. Ugh. Same. I might leave. I feel really I'm next a, level's I'm almost next. emotional about next how good level's of a next. That was. Been dying to say it. <laughs> We're 52 minutes in. Car, car trucker motorcycle exit cause you injury. That was so brilliant. <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around. You can use it. Use it all. That'll never be topped. Well, call the injury lawyers. I'm going to I'm like just the meeting of the minds out right there. How can we be better? How can we better? I'm, like, I'm going to keep trying to be better. I just don't know if I it was can. Probably the most perfect analogy. Melon should I've, walk in here with a sweatshirt right, right now. now. Right now. There's no doubt. Give Elk and Elk a call. 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Their proud partner, the Cleveland. That's unbelievable what you just did. Anthony Tresh will join us coming up next. Let's to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. We head on the hotline for a visit with Anthony Trash, Pro Football Focus lead, college football analyst. The draft getting closer. Let's go big picture, and then we'll get into some specifics at, at 44. Uh, Anthony, positions of strength. Nathan and I were talking in the first hour. It feels like they seem to line up with what we think we may need, talking about receiver and on the defensive line. What do you see? Yeah, definitely. I mean, edge is definitely, I think, the, the biggest strength in this entire class. I mean, it's incredibly deep. I mean, you're getting some guys that could be available at the end of the second round that would be available, you know, some classes, maybe 30 picks earlier. Um, it, I mean, it's just an awesome class of position. Um, I do think at receiver, it's another deep class, as we've seen over the last few years. But I think the difference between this class in the last few years is that there's not that, you know, consensus top guy, right? I mean, you're not having a Jamar Chase out there you know, really even a, a Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith. It's just full of very high floor guys, number two reliable options, which is still very valuable in the league. And, you know, in the Browns case, I, I mean, that suits well for them because I, I think the difference between some of the guys, you know, near the top and some of the guys will probably go around maybe where Cleveland's picking, um, you know, it's not as drastic as what you'd see in some years. So, I mean, those are some two deep positions. I think all fall linebacker too. Um, I think it doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, I think that is an incredibly deep position, and I think you're going to be able to get starting, you know, your high-level starting talent possibly in even round three. I mean, just because, you know, the way some of the NFL is kind of valuing some of the other positions. So it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. But, you know, for teams that don't have a first-round pick and they have those day-two options like Cleveland, I mean, they're in a pretty good position there. We're in a very good position. So I want to do a little exercise for you to kind of take us inside the mind of of Andrew Barry, but more actually inside of your mind. So I'm going to give you a couple positions, but we'll just start with wide receiver. If who would you want to trade in if they're there at the end of the first round, like a realistic person, if Garrett Wilson happens to be there, you know, 28, a wide receiver that you would trade into the end of the first round for a wide receiver, you take it at 44. And then somebody, if they were there in the third round, kind of a consensus third round guy that you really like. Yeah. I think if you had to trade into the first round for any of them and, you know, I think, this receiver, they could end up being available at 44, but I think it's more likely that they get picked near the end of the first round. Um, Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Um, I, I'm, I really like his upside. And, you know, I think he's kind of, you know, he's exactly what everybody wants Traylon Burks from Arkansas to be, right? I mean, he has that big frame at six foot four, 208 pounds. 
and he's he has unreal athleticism for that size. I mean, he blew up the scouting combine. He's a big winner there, and at the Senior Bowl too, he was clearly the best receiver in attendance. I mean, heck, we were we were talking. Me and some of the guys from CFF were we were talking with a uh, head coach from the Power Five, and he said, I mean, the best player here is that receiver from North Dakota State, Christian Watson. Um, and, and so, you know, it's a lot of people are taking notice of his skill set. And, you know, I think he's just kind of starting to develop into what he can really be. I mean, playing in a very run-heavy offense um, with the Bison. And, you know, he still put up, you know, very you know, high-quality numbers for him um, last year, over 4.3 yards per route run. I mean, that's really hard to do at any level yeah. of football. Um, and, you know, he could be used in creative ways. And, you know, I think he has the capability of, you know, developing into a true X receiver with further development. And I like what he did this past year. So I think that's one there. Um, you know, as for, you know, who might be available there at 44, like I said, Watson could be one of them. Um, I, I think Sky Moore is a little bit more likely, and he's kind of, I think, in that Watson type of camp of where he might be available. Um, you know, and it's kind of hard to value just because, like like I said, like this receiver class is very much a pick-your-poison group. Everybody has different rankings across the board, and it just takes for one team to kind of mess up the consensus there. Um, but Sky Moore could be an option there at 44 from Western Michigan. Um, he's a little bit on the smaller end, but I, I, the size was never an issue um, at, at any point in his collegiate career. I mean, he was actually the highest-rated wide receiver this past year in the PFF grading base. I mean, I really like what he has to offer. He's a shifty guy after the catch. He can get off press coverage. He's a good route runner. Um, and I think that would be good value there. I mean, so if you had to trade up for, into the back end of the first round, I, I would probably be eyeing Christian Watson. Um, yep. but, you know, he could be there at 44, and I think Sky Moore would be a good option there at 44 too. Anthony Tresh, our guest, Pro Football Focus leads college football analyst. Uh, in your mock, you have us at 44 going Nick Benito, the edge out of Oklahoma. He's quite effective uh, and a good one, and, and I'm guessing you have him graded quite well. Uh, talk a little bit about what you like about him, the fit that he would be, what type of player is he, player comps, if you will, and then just the defensive end class in general who could be available at 44 that you like. Yeah, and, you know, I went with Nick Benito there um, just because I already had that big run of wide receivers um, right before that because, of, you know, I think it's a more valuable position. And, you know, I, I really like this class. So, you know, unfortunately for Cleveland, in my mind, you know, I didn't, you know, see a wide receiver there for them to take. But Nick Benito, on the other hand, um, I think they would, that would be a very good value there. I mean, you know, looking at his collegiate production, I mean, it's actually some of the best that we've seen in college football over the last couple of years. He's quietly been the highest-graded pass, highest pass rusher. Um, he owns the highest pass win rate, highest pressure rate since 2020 in the entire FBS. And, you know, and most people would not think that. They would guess a lot of other people. Um, but, it would, no, it was Nick Benito from Oklahoma. And, you know, I, I think the we may not see that same type of elite-level production kind of translate to the NFL just because, you know, he, he's not the biggest dude. He doesn't have the longest arms. Um, and he doesn't really have much power into his game. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I said, he has the production and, you know, he has the athleticism, the twitch. And, you know, I think he's getting, you know, very developed as a pass rusher. And, of course, those numbers can kind of attest to that. Um, and so I think he can make up for it. Um, and I think there with this deep edge class and getting him at 44 would be a steal. And I think he could even slide further than that. And, you know, when we you know get to actual draft day um, on day two there on that Friday night. Um, so we just need to see where he kind of falls there. But. You know, I think for Cleveland, even though he's probably going to be a DPR to start, you know, you don't really want him in the run game right away. Um, I, I still think that he can develop into a high-quality player. Um, and, you know, as far as the player comp goes, I think this is a good one. And, you know, I don't always agree with them, but our, our lead draft analyst, Mike Renner, who kind of heads the PFF uh, draft guide, 
um, he put Hassan Reddick in there. And I, I agree with that. Oh. I, I think that's a pretty good comp, and I think they could be a good player for him. What would you think about David Ajabo? He was there at 44, a guy that prior to the Achilles, you know, you're probably going to have to redshirt him, would have gone in the first round. But is this a situation where a team is going to be able to do what, you know, Tennessee did with Jeffrey Simmons? Obviously, different position, but in terms of taking a gamble on an injured guy and then getting a stud later on. Yeah, you know, and that's something I actually thought about because I had David Ajabo going one pick later um, in this mock draft. And I think if anybody can take a, you know, swing on, David Ajabo, I think Cleveland's in a position to do so because, I mean, the roster is stacked. It's, it's a very good roster, and, you know, that's kind of the, the teams that are going to be able to take a swing on someone that just ruptured their Achilles. Um, you know, I, I do get a little bit concerned with Ajabo, and I will say before the injury, I was pretty low on him, you know, c- compared to the consensus because, I mean, you, we were starting to see, you know, he could go top 10 and you may, maybe top 15, but I was still more maybe back into the first round, ideally beginning of uh, day two. Um, you know, I – he has the tools to kind of be something special. And, you know, he hasn't been playing football for long, right, under five long. years. Um, and, you know, he, he's just – he's an extraordinary athlete. And this past year I was very impressed with just the growth we saw in one year. I mean, he played, I think, like 26 snaps at Michigan before this season. And he still – he grew more than most guys do throughout their their collegiate career um, in just one off season as far as, you know, his pass rush move repertoire. I mean, it was it was really cool to see – you know, just kind of that growth that he had there. But it, it was very, you know, coming and going, right? I mean, it was very inconsistent. He had some elite-graded performances. Some games, he just completely disappeared. And, again, he's not going to be one that you really want on the field for the run. Um, and we saw that there at the end of the, uh, the season against Georgia. Um, and, and so I do think that he was, a, before the injury, he was a player that I thought he would take a little bit more time to get to his ceiling than I think some people were kind of expecting. Um, and I think this injury kind of sets it back a little bit. So, I think, you know, as far as, like, the Jeffrey Simmons, I think the situations might be a little bit more different. I think Simmons was a little bit more developed. Um, and, you know, if Ajabo, even though he did show a lot of growth this past year, was a little bit more developed, I'd be comfortable with it. Um, but if, if it's someone like Benito or Ajabo, I would lean Benito. Um, it just because I think it would, it's going to take a few years before Ajabo can, you know, make a significant end on the field. Anthony, if it's not end and it's not receiver, potentially it could be in the interior on the defensive line. Uh, what type of value could there be at 44? Could somebody slip? Who do you love in that vicinity in the interior? Yeah, you know, this interior class definitely not like the edge group, right? I mean, I think it's pretty weak overall. Um, I think there's a big drop-off after the top three guys, and there's a good chance those top three guys, you know, both the guys from Georgia, uh, Jordan Davis, of course, and Devontae Wyatt, um, and then UConn's Travis Jones. Those three could go in the first round. Um, I'm starting to doubt that there would be – you know, any scenario that one of them would be available at 44. I think if anyone, it would be Travis Jones. And that, I think that would be an absolute steal. I mean, the guy it was one of the most dominant players um, at the senior bowl. I and mean, seeing him live in a person, I mean, the guy's just, you know, a brute force, you know, power all throughout his frame. And, you know, even though he's playing on one of the worst you know, teams in college football throughout his career, he consistently put up, you know, elite numbers. So I think that would be incredible value if he's there. I don't think he will be. And then after that, I think it gets a little dicey. Um, you know, DeMarvin Leal, he kind of, from Texas A&M, he could be considered an interior defensive lineman. Um, he's just a bit, a little bit of a tweener, and is, he's a bit of a risk, right? Because most of his, his best numbers came on the edge, but you put him in, on the interior, um, and he just did not hold up. He did not look natural at the position at all whatsoever, and I don't think he's going to be able to hold up there at the NFL. And at the NFL, I'm kind of concerned if he can hold up on the edge just at his size, he'd get away with it in college, even in the SEC. But 
NFL is a different ball game. Right? These guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and you got to be that. Um, and he, we just haven't really seen that. And he has at that at his weight, you know, really holding up on the edge. So there to go interior defensive line. I would hope it would be Travis Jones. Otherwise, I would think it would probably end up being a reach. When you think about those are our three big positions of need, but if we go into day three, some other things this team could be looking at safety, tight end, any, any names kind of jump out to you at those positions later on in this draft? Oh yeah. I mean, I think too, and I should have mentioned this at the top. I think safety is actually a pretty deep position group. Um, and I think a lot of the guys that I would, I would take them on day two are going to slip to the end of day two, maybe early day three. Um, you know, a couple of names that really stand out. I'm, uh, I think I'm a little bit higher than most on Kirby Joseph from Illinois. He was actually our highest graded safety um, this past year in college football. You know, I mean, he's a he's a true playmaker at the position. Um, you know, I mean, he also blew. Uh, he's a, I mean, he has I think the traits right. I mean, he has the length, he has the ball skills, he has he has the cover skills overall. Um, and you know, we did see him kind of impress in one on ones too. So I mean, he has the traits. I think he's a good player that's going to be underrated there. Nick Cross from Maryland. Um, he's one that he did a good job at the NFL Combine. Um, this past year, he kind of slipped up a little bit, you know, playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, I think he could be a versatile guy, but I think he's meant to be deep. Um, but at the end of the day, I think if you get him, and he may go late day two or early day three, I think that would be really good value for him. Um, and with tight end, I think with this class, it's interesting to see where the NFL is because it's kind of like wide receiver. Everything that I've heard is that every team is very, very different on who they think the best tight end in this class is. And it just depends on what yeah. you value with Trey McBride. He's kind of the all around guy, but you know, some teams kind of, you know, doubt that he can replicate what he did at Colorado state in the NFL. That's going to be a pretty big jump. And they just worry if, you know, that jump in, you know, that physicality, you know, really jump that jump that he's going to get, that may be too much for him. Um, or, of course, you might have – I really like Isaiah Likely, um, but he's not an inline blocker. He's kind of in that tweener. He's a move tight end, but he's a really good receiver, a gifted route runner. And he had great goals from UCLA. He's got speed, and he can challenge the schemes. He's a tough dude, big dude. Um, and then you get some of those raw guys like Jeremy Rucker from Ohio State. He's just really not much yeah. of a receiver. So, I mean, this is a really deep class for safety and tight end. So, I mean, if you're looking later in the draft, I, I think you're going to get some pretty good value at those two positions. And then the one position that the Browns have been trying to address in a satisfactory manner and have, have used a lot of draft picks in the past is kicker, trying to get the, the next Phil Dawson. Anybody in this draft that you would you would use a pick on in day three if for a kicker? Ooh, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I would use a draft pick on him. I will say, you know, this guy's a punter, but I have seen him up close and in person. Ryan Stonehouse from Colorado State. He, I, I would spend it. That was probably the only kicker punter I've been a draft pick on and obviously okay. seventh round um but that guy's got he's got a absolute cannon for a leg i think that guy's going to be a, a starting punter at a long for a long time in the nfl um but, but i would say that's probably the only specialist i'd even consider you know taking a draft pick on all right great stuff anthony as always man appreciate your time yeah of course thank you guys anthony tresh uh, pro football focus college football analyst you can follow him at pff underscore anthony on that uh get your master's update and also plenty of time still to get your questions in at browns underscore daily use the hashtag ask cbd we'll answer anything you'd like coming up in about 15 minutes you're listening to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. They can do it for you in about a day. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath. It'll feel like a spa. Let them take care of it for you. Make it a reality for you to fracture the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. Give them a call now at 216-220-8399. It's the largest selection of bath projects all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products, expert installers. Call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality on that side of things. Uh, what's going on at Augusta? Is this for me or for is Gibbe going to check in with? And no, you. You've been watching. Give, well, me, a, give me an update. I don't know if we? he wanted to come in with some uh, some crazy information. So right now where we're at, Sung J M in first place, three under par through three. Danny Willett, two under through thirteen. Cameron Smith down under, two under. <laughs> Joaquin not Phoenix. Joaquin Neiman two under. Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, also. At two under par right now. Scoring happening now here. Some scoring. Uh, Schwartzel also two under. Charles. Uh, and then at one under that you have a group. So six people. Emmett at three under. Five at two under. Then you got a group at one under that goes. Uh, there's about 14 people there. Some notables at the one under. Daniel Berger is at one under. Corey Connors one under. Lee Westwood one under. Webb Simpson one under. Billy Horschel, one under. Abraham Answer, one under as well. Uh, defending champion Hideki Matsuyama, even through 10, as is Tiger Woods, even through 10 as well. Hudson's Jason Kokrak, two under. Kokrak. Shot off. This, did, did he get to two? Did he yeah, just get to two? Okay. Right, two now. Beautiful. He birdied 14. He's a birdied two under. 14. He's a shot back. There he is. That's right. You play with him on the reg. I don't play with him. I see you him see around. Him. You see him. I Impressive. see him on the reg. Hangs out with Greeny. Impressive. So I know that. But other than that, he's around. Yeah. Is so, he yeah. from? Is he? Does he live in? I think he's from Akron. I think his wife's from the area, and right. I think he's more east, like Youngstownish area. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, did you see? Did this? you see this? Go uh, ahead. You go first. I, then I got I one for go. you. Go ahead. So I tweeted about this yesterday. Travel and leisure says. Your thermostat should be set to 82 degrees every night, according to a new report. Okay. Before said, we get to that, my, my, my response quick, is this is madness. Yeah, go to hell would be mine. Yep. The, um, did you see the, so the sports guy is down at Augusta, and he, he, has, he has the Augusta National jacket. So the green. The green, of course he Which does. didn't even know existed yep. until the official teaching pro told us that it did. I had no idea that they no had idea. a secondary logo. Yep. Had no clue. That they did. All right. On the 82 degrees, that's certifiable. That is insanity. I like it cold at night. Of I like course. to be <laughs> the colder, cold? the better. Like, it can't be too cold. You can always have more. I don't even know what it would be. Like, puddles. what would be a number that I'd be like, well, this is aggressive. I mean, it would be 50? in the low 60s. Like, I could do 62 easy. All day long. Let's just cuddle. Let's get a little down comforter. Down comforter. Layers. Heavy blankets. We're fine. That's it. We're safe. safe. We're making a cocoon, safe. a cocoon of warmth. Yes, you can't do anything with heat. No. 82? Gross. Right. What do you, once you get all the layers off, what are you going to do? You can't take your skin off. I mean, you're, in Ohio, for 10 months out of the year, you'd have to heat it to 82. Significantly so. Right. It'd be, it would be, what would be our number, I wonder, for home and leisure? 
travel leisure home, whatever you said. Travel like, would our number be like if you didn't ran it, if you didn't run it, like would the would it be six? It'd be in the sixties, I bet. Like all year round. All year round, it would be in this. Like the average would your be average. in the sixties because you're going to run it in the summer. You'd have some real hard times though in the winter if you weren't doing anything. Yeah, I mean it would be, <laughs> be a 30. lot of layers. By the way, big par putt for Tiger at eleven. Eleven playing five hundred and like thirty yards. Is there a number? For him to make you feel good that he would make the cut, is it even? If he's even? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything more than even, it starts to get a little tricky. Because you do feel like fatigue is going to happen for him. He's going to – And you I wonder if the leg's going to hold up. He's going to birdie 13. So, you might as well just call him one under right now. He's mm. in a great spot. But I don't, I don't, I don't think, think there's anything coming home. Right no one's coming home. He's doing just fine. He had a, a, a bogey at eight, which was not good. He made a six at, at the par five, which – he should not be making sixes of par fives. No, getting quite an ovation though from the from the faithful right now. If you if you won a green jacket, if yes. you won the Masters, would you wear it at all occasions? For always, how often would you wear it? I would liken it to what I do with my trophy husband T-shirt that was given <laughs> to me by my lovely wife. Do you know I looked so hard for the Bushcrack T-shirt? They don't make them. Why not? So I went I went all into this, and I was willing to take. So a cab ride in the behind, any cab ride, you could go up 400 feet, 70 bucks. Like At there's least. nothing, you're yeah, not, yeah. there's nothing that's, that's just it. Yeah. It's all cash. Yeah, man. And then away we go. So I, I looked deep into this and there was one distributor on the island that distributed basically all of the beer. So I think, and this guy's got to have a great life. Like he's distributing all the beer in the island. He's got to be living I'm down there on Paradise Island, somewhere down yes. on the beach. He's at the Ocean Club living sure. his best life. Yeah, so, got one of those condos. so I'm looking I'm looking, and I go, uh, I, so I see that. I mean, boy, this, I feel like you got to sling a lot of these T-shirts out. And I sent you the picture of it. I think I put it on something. Um, and I, I think, boy, you're gonna. I feel like you're going to sell a lot of these. A ton. So I was looking into it. It's got a great rooster logo. Like, yeah. It's just so cool. Like, it's it's great. great. And this is a Bahamian beer. It's a Bahamian beer um, with a higher alcohol content. Um, mm. And so I looked into it. They didn't have a store. So like a store where you could buy it. Huge miss. Which was a big miss, I Huge felt. Miss. And then I even thought, you know what? I'll just buy it online somewhere. No. no. Didn't exist. They need a marketing guy. Yeah, they do. They That's what I think, too. Guy. My guess is that guy's doing so well, he didn't even care. He's not worried about the money he's leaving on the just table. Let's do it for the people, though. He's swimming in it. For the people. Yeah, that's where that goes. I would wear it a lot. Yeah. A Cam Smith to three under. A lot of people like his great hair. Down under kangaroo. I think I have him in our thing. He would be your international guy. He'd be my international guy. I'm pretty sure I, I think that's But who you I had have. Johnny Rom, I thought. No, I didn't. Oh, I have Cam Davis. Yeah, you have Johnny <laughs> Rom. That's your first year. Oh, Cam Davis is two under. There you go. Yeah, he's killing it then. Two under, yeah. Hope. Yeah, I have Rom, Morikawa, Reed, and Davis. Davis reads my former champion. And who are yours? You have Kepka, Rom, Spieth, Spieth, and Tom Hoagie. And Tom Hoagie. Who do you have, Gibby? Do you remember? Have you been able to select uh, your team yeah, yet? I, I, I took uh, I took a little wild card. Seamus Power. I like anybody named Seamus. Seamus. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, John Rom. All right. So we all got Rom. So it's really going to come down to it'll be the other three that determine, you know, who the winner of this thing is. And you won last year, didn't you, Gibby? I believe I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hmm. All right. Yeah, because Zagura tried to <laughs> he tried to cheat substitute. Yeah. It asked me to substitute, and I said, 
Okay. Why wouldn't I? You've asked me Take to. Take full advantage of the it. The Masters personally reached out to me on the app and said, you need to make a change because one of your players didn't make cuts. So I said, okay. All right. I will I, make a change. I'll make a change. And Watch I made win this thing. a furious comeback and did win it. So yeah. I was able to pick a guy who was real hot. <laughs> Turns out he was in the lead. Turns out he was. Um, all right. We'll do Ask CBD coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily. Boy, he crushed it. 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business is shopping for an enterprise operating system partner, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I can help you. Bo Bishop here for my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists. They are also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team, not only going to build and install your system, they act as your ongoing tech support. So you're hiring a continuous improvement and support system. EOX Vantage, not tied to any single brand or hardware or software, so you're going to get truly customized purpose-built solution along with a partner that will answer only to you. And EOX Vantage does not outsource. All the operational expertise, proprietary solutions, and tech support come from one unified partner. You see how companies have profited from hiring one fully objective operating systems partner at EOXVantage.com. Time for a little Ask CBD. Hello, Gibbe. Hello. Gibbe. You can tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. What sweet sounds. What a great cadence. It really does. Jersey Dog tweets at the show. What are the chances that Larry Joby will come back to bolster our D-line? Love the guy. We'll continue to root for him no matter where he goes. Well, he had a deal in Chicago, right? But then it was voided by the physical. Yeah, like three years, $40 Big, million. Mi- big money, yeah. yeah. Which makes me very sad for him. So, uh, Look, I think the Browns know that they need to improve their defensive line. So if, if it makes sense, that it, it certainly is something that could happen. I feel like Larry Joby, based on the way that he performed and what Chicago offered, feels like – He's at a price point that would be not necessarily conducive to coming back to the Browns, but we'll see what happens now. I feel awful for him. I love Larry Ogunjobi. He's one of the great dudes. Great dude. He was a great friend of the program. Yeah. He was on this show a lot and was um, one of those guys that you saw him out at training camp or anywhere. He was just awesome. Great I talked dude. to him after our game in Cincinnati. He was uh, already hurt for our game here. Um, and just a great guy. Great guy. Up next at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag. Gibby, don't you think CBD. you're in need of traveling music? Ah, I just shot him a message. <laughs> How about that? I mean, he Danny nailed it right as I asked. Traveling music. I feel like you need traveling music. Yeah. For a proper mailbag. Yeah. He was like, music here? I said, absolutely. That's right. little traveling mm-hmm. music. Good job, Danny. Even though Rudy still sucks. What we need Relax. anytime. Any- Anytime <laughs> Danny's on the show, anytime Danny's part of the show, we need all of the Judge Smales Danny's. Danny. 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 Do we need all of them. Fresca Danny. Or we need all of those ready at at the ready. Those need to be there. Love it. Yeah. By the way, I, I don't mind Rudy the movie. I know you two despise it. I just I It's not that I despise it. I just think it's for all of the – people act like it's like in the vicinity of Hoosiers. It's a – no, it's in fact it sucks. It's the Mateen Cleaves. It's Mateen by that the next level's next. We should have left. <laughs> we should have. That should have been it. Nope. 
We're all in this together, kids. Like, if there's somebody out there that likes Rudy and Mateen Cleaves, I, don't I just know, know that we're on different pages. We aren't going to break bread. No, I'll tell you that. There will no transformative turkey will no, be enjoyed zero chance. by all of us. Uh, Adam uh, Segui, hashtag AskCBD, what would your ideal scenario for the Browns be in the draft when we get to the second round? Wide receiver or defensive so lineman? We'll get to the fun. Pace yourself. Christian I, Watson or a great defensive end? Yes, same. Doesn't matter to me. I don't or if care. they love Sky more, they love Pickens from Pick Georgia. One. If they love yeah, one of the matter. receivers or a defensive end. That's what I want. Yeah, this the kid that uh, I'm blanking on it. The one that uh, PFF had us. The kid from Oklahoma. Uh, I'm blanking Nick on Nick Bonito. Name. Bonito. He's a really good player. Like, that'd be great. I'd be thrilled about Nick Bonito. He's someone who could come in, play right away. I think could groom into something special. I'm for that. I'm totally for that. I'm for one of the receivers dropping, um, for trading up. I would, just, I, I would just tell you this. The last two second-round picks are Grant and JOK. That's right. Yeah, pretty good track right. record. Pretty good Not track record. Too shabby. Yeah. Browns always two one six. Is there a free safety uh, in free agency you could see the Browns adding before uh, before July? No, no, I could see us bringing back maybe Ronnie Harrison if he doesn't get any interest around the league as somebody to come back and keep that safety room intact who can play more strong but do some strong free. I think that this year you're going to see. Delpit and John moving around and I thought our defense improved when John got to get closer to the line of scrimmage as yes. Grant began to play more on the back end and I think that's something we'll continue to see more of yeah I think um, you saw towards the end of the year why you like John Johnson so much Love it, 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 he's playing a little bit out of position yes out of his comfort zone to start the season uh, Logan at King Stefanski could you see the Browns trading if a receiver they like starts to fall to them or towards them. Absolutely. This is a team that always is willing to make moves up or down to get the players they want, accumulate assets if it's a move down, and still get the player they want in case of Grant Delpit that netted you Nick Harris, who's likely to be your starting center. Uh, or I could see them move up as they did to get Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa one year ago. I saw both Jake and Jeremy Fowler had us with DK Metcalf. And Jeremy yeah. Fowler as well? Yeah, today. That was in the trade Possible where Baker and spots. a second for DK Metcalf, which I believe. I don't know that that was the same one. I didn't read that's Fowler's. What Jake said. That's what yeah. Jake said. I believe I said something similar to that immediately a long time ago, right when this all was going down. Oh, Miss K. Enjoy. There she Very is. Very cute. Yes. Miss K. America. At Browns underscore daily. Not wrong. Using the hashtag AskCBD. Taking your questions here on the Twitter mailbag. What are you laughing at? You oh, you know, just your hat covering up your lack of hair. Ryan Black tweets at the show. Is anyone on the BPA squad being held accountable for attempted electrocution of Nathan Zagura yesterday? That's a great, our, that is a great question. Top men are looking into it. Yes, sure as they, they should. Are. I think he's trying to come. I think that's real high Coming on the priority hair, list. Do you know what I would say? One thing is, if you remember uh, the COVID training camp, when Frayne kept an eye out at all time on Gibby. Yeah. That's back where we're at. He's yeah. back on watch mode. I was talking to Jay downstairs. Yeah. They're aware of all of it. Nothing gets by You don't guys. come at the franchise. Yeah. That's all I'll say. All I know is. Best not miss. There's been background checks and. 
somehow some past transgressions still aren't on that list. <laughs> Maybe that background check. They, they are now. You just admitted to Why it. Why don't they talk to people at the border? It's all legend. Oh, my God. Talk to people at the border. By the way, John Frayne's birthday into. this week. Happy birthday to Mr. Frayne. Yes, happy birthday, Mr. Frayne. Indeed. Uh, Tim Steele tweets at the show. What is everyone's go-to pizza topping? Are you a pizza slice dipper, meaning you need no. a sauce to no. dip your slice into? That's extravagant I mean, I had a, and an indulgent. That's outrageous. You're saying if I was to go to any pizza place in the world, what pizza would I order to measure that pizza place against Let's say it else? at the same time. Okay. Pepperoni, Pepperoni mushroom. mushroom. That's right. That's right. That's, that's it. That's that is it. the only answer. That's the only answer. Like if that's the that is my go-to, that is one that I I judge all off of. And let me tell you this right now: you throw canned mushrooms on there, I'm out. I'm not even going to yeah, eat. Yeah, don't it. even get into even, that world. I won't even don't taste dig, your pizza. Yeah. Nope. No nope. thanks. Can you know the difference? Do yes. you know the difference? What am I hard to know? Or the do difference? we have? Do you have ice? While you're putting it in a bake, you're putting it in an oven. Like, do you know in advance no, when you walk a into a place? To a canned mushroom yeah. that is not there, and it's and it's the color. The color. Are you asking yeah. when you're when you order? order? I'm assuming that they don't, and if they do, that's it. Never coming back. Yeah, that's the end of the road. And I might even go so far as to pick the mushrooms off personally. Go home, little oil, little garlic, little salt and pepper, maybe a little rosemary. Get some mushrooms going. Always have to have mushrooms around. Get them going. Boom! I'll put those on the pizza. Rebake it to get it so they melt into the cheese. Then I'll eat it. I don't have a problem with any of that. I have a problem with any of that. What's okay. yours, Gibby? What's your go-to to test pizza? I, I'm I, I am a simple pepperoni guy. No mushroom. No. I'm, look, and I think just as, I think that's fine too. Like because to to Z's point, there's a wide range of what you can receive on a mushroom. So while I, that's what I prefer, same with the pepperoni. Wide range. You're not wrong on that. Can you get the curly guys who pop up, or yeah. you get the big, you know? So it just depends. Yeah. That's, I like the curly guys. I, I, I like, I like that. Crisp. It's got a little crisp uh, on the end, soft I, I, in the middle. I do like, on occasion, a nice white pizza. I don't know. I can't do that. Mm -mm. A oh, creme? Mm -mm. Down the street, suds. Good so place. So what's on your white pizza? It's like a five cheese. And then um, it does, it, there's no pizza sauce. There's no pizza sauce. No, it should no just be Alfredo olive oil sauce. and yeah. like oregano. No. And then are you putting like, red, what are red, you putting on that? Red, garlic, artichokes? a lot of garlic. Red pepper chili flakes. Tons of garlic. And tons of garlic. Garlic. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, I enjoy it. No, I'm a oh, pepperoni mushroom. Unfortunately, and I think it's important that you and your spouse share that. And Miss Kay and I do. We do not. No. Yeah, what's no. her pizza? She's a she gets uh, she's a banana pepper mushroom and onion. I don't mind a banana pepper. Banana Which is a pepper. Fine. It's just it's not where I go. I don't have pizza enough to where when I have pizza, I, there's a specific Same. thing I want. I just I don't eat it enough. Agreed. If your banana pepper to me has to be accompanied by sausage. Yeah. Like, they, they must go together. It's a package deal. It's like yeah. peanut butter and jelly. By the way, I don't mind a little dip either. Uh, a little ranch. Oh, for the God crust. almighty. Job. Don't mind it. Even a little honey. A My one kid. A little honey. They will throw you out fish. of Italy. They, a little honey. A little hot honey is something that they would not totally frown on. But if you start, if you take a piece of pizza, a slice of pizza. I'm not saying all the time, but periodically Italy, I'm like, and try yeah, to dip it into ranch, ranch dressing. They will throw you out of the country. Well, they're going to throw me out so. for far worse when I go there, I'm sure. Jeez. I've never met anybody who wants to alert the authorities to his their presence more than Gibbet. I like a challenge. I hope that they like a challenge. He's a lot like you know he he's a lot like Wiley Coyote. Like oh, the yeah. Roadrunner's well aware of what's coming. Yeah, you're the Wiley Coyote of crime. Yeah, I like but, that. Yeah.
Yeah, come up, Scott Kling. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan DX. Who is more important to their sport, Tiger Woods to golf or Tony Hawk to skateboarding? Tiger. It's Tiger just because of the heights it's been lifted to. Tony like, Hawk was was as big a deal as you can be. Yeah. And when we were kids, and he's not as big. He was never as big as Tiger. Right? No, no. But Tony Hawk's awesome. I mean, without, it's fantastic. It's I, not diminishing him in any way, shape, or form. I mean, just, is he responsible for the Olympic sports you see now? He's, I think he's like stuff. in the same way as. Mm, I mean, I think he's kind of in the same way. Who's the surfer? Kelly Slater or whatever yeah. that guy. Like, I kind of think those guys are kind of the same. I couldn't name another skater. Nor could I name another I surfer. Could, I could name Tony Hawk all day long. Slater and, could, and Hawk. Yeah, that's it. Tony Hawk's a legend. He is a legend. He's an absolute legend. There's legend. an HBO doc He's about him. Hall of Famer. Yeah. In across really the board. Really good dude, too. Uh, uh, we'll go to the jackass the, uh, guys. Hangs out the jackass guys. We'll go good to the uh, CBD. What's your, what's your Tony Hawk story? Give me your Tony story. Hawk story. Give yeah, it. When, have you, when do you hang out with Tony Hawk? Uh, I, I have not. Oh. Um, I, I, we've not yet. Some previous programs have had him on, mm. uh, and I was one of the people responsible for helping a book. Gotcha. Very nice guy. Feels like he is, yeah. yeah. All right, can we get into some meckling? No, not yet. Right out of time. On I want to. No, I want to get like. Look, he submitted twenty of them. We'll I know. Just run them. through They're all them. Gold. They're all good. Run right through them. John tweets at the show. He needs a little CBD travel advice. Oh. Girlfriend and I going to New Orleans next week for the first time. From uh -huh. a food drink standpoint, key tip suggestions. I feel like this is an important one. This is That's an important a good question. One. You can't look. You're gonna stay. You're gonna stay in the quarter or around, around Canal Street. Yes. Don't stay on Bourbon Street. No. Stay off. Uh, there's a bunch of great hotels. Um, the there's great restaurants in the Warehouse District. Koshan uh, is down there, which is phenomenal. The uh -huh. original Emeralds is down there, which is phenomenal. Any of the Dickie Bennett places are phenomenal for breakfast, for dinner. There's um, and then Commander's off, Palace is fantastic. Off of Jackson Square is the famous Beignet place. Cafe Dumont is off yep. of Jackson Square. And then right up the street from that on the same side of the square is supposedly the best Bloody Mary in New Orleans. That's at Dickie Bennett's joint. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those those would be um, it's the best. It's my favorite food city in America. I just love it. Anywhere you go, honestly, the food is pretty good. Yeah. I haven't ever gone there. One time I had, I went to Koshan mm -hmm. when uh, I was there for the Super Bowl. But I haven't done much fine dining because I've been there for a couple of WrestleManias. Yeah. And it's usually like we're on Bourbon Street all day. And then it's, okay, let's find some tacos or let's find right. some right. a great bouillabaisse or a jambalaya for you. So the original Emeralds is unbelievable. The banana cream cream pie uh, is stunning. A crawfish etouffee. It is. The uh, the barbecue shrimp is amazing there. Uh, the app is legendary. Uh, the ones I mentioned, Commander's Palace is probably the most of the places I've at. That's, but that's more like that's um, Garden District. Uh, it's right across the street from a huge, huge cemetery, Terry. But it's uh, that's probably the most like old school New Orleans type joint i've been to there's a place where i got like an app that i want to say was like a pork belly that go. was served inside of a tobacco box like a cigar box and so it had like some smells like that and it was unreal yeah i will tell you this if they if you're ever at a place and they say here's a drink in a big plastic something or other say nope mm -mm. no thanks unless you like hangovers yeah if you want to, if you want to be hung over for the next forty-eight hours of your trip, then drink all the hurricanes and hand grenades you want. A lot of sugar. Stay away from that stuff, man. 
lot Stay of sugar. Stay away from that stuff. Or run exactly to it and follow oh, it up with God. a shot of Jameson. No, you won't walk. You won't even. The worst hangover I've ever had in my life. And I have a steadfast rule on artificial uh, artificial colors and mixers. I don't do it. Mm-mm. And somebody talked me into a hand grenade when I was covering uh, one of the one of the sugar bowls or something. And I had the worst hangover I've ever had in my life the next day. And I didn't even get bombed. Yeah. It was that's poison. 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 What's the famous place for the hurricanes? Pat O'Brien's. Pat O'Brien's. Yeah. They do have a. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on. It. What's the great? I'll think of it. All right, rapid fire time with our guy Bobby Meshling. Meckling. Pretty sure it's Meckling. We're gonna Meshling. call him Meckling. That's our guy. Is Harry Potter just Star Wars with wands? No. Agreed. And don't besmirch Star Wars ever again, Bobby, or I'll block you. We won't block you, Bobby. You're fine, Bobby. Don't worry about him. I won't block you. I'll just threaten. Sazerac. That's the that's the cocktail. Oh yeah, the yeah, Orleans yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. cocktail. Yeah. Sure is. If Jurassic Park was real, would you go? Yes. Absolutely. And be terrified the entire time but absolutely uh, of course yeah, I would maybe go. you can climb a fence and get a zap like yesterday love to. Jeez. uh do so you like shots. things to be carefully planned he's like if lee harvey or, oswald was like i did it yeah look i look, did i did it. come it. get it me me i electrocuted him it was me with the sign and then jack ruby do right. you like things to be carefully planned or do you prefer to go just go with the flow yes both same same it depends on what you're doing. Some things I like planned. Some things are wonderful, spontaneous. What is your secret talent? Keep it clean. Nothing I can share on the radio. I can make up lyrics on the fly to songs. You can. You can. And I can imitate the Macho Man. Yeah. Both of which we've witnessed. Yeah. Your, I think your off-the-cuff Mach is an all-time talent. Thank you. Like of any – you did one for, for Bootsy once that was just phenomenal off-the-cuff. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, what did you Google last? Nothing I can share on the radio. <laughs> Next. What artist or band do you always recommend when someone asks for a music recommendation? Well, that's an interesting one. Uh, I would go. It, it, I'd kind of. I'd ask like, "What are you looking? for? What are you for? into here, man?" And so I do think mu- music is timeless now. I've said yeah. this before. Like to my kids, there's no difference. My my kid, my oldest, uh, Payton, over the when we were on vacation, discovered Rick Rolling. So like he would like Ooh. he would all of a sudden like wake us up with his iPad with the Rick so- that Rick Roll song. Uh huh. Like and now he's like humming it as if it came out last week. So I have three three that I would recommend people that are kind of like under the radar, but some people have heard about them and people that have heard about them typically love them. One would be Vance Joy, big Vance Joy mm-hmm. guy. Two would be Rufus DeSoul, kind of just like a vibey, like good, mm-hmm. some beats. And then LP, I think, has a phenomenal voice. And believe it or not, LP is responsible for a lot of songs that you actually do know. She either wrote them or helped produce them, kind of like Babyface back in the day. I like that. Um, I've been put. I, I found that I'm consistently putting in a good mood the last week when I hear John Baptiste do stuff. You really love. That I John like that Batiste. guy. He's really excited about things. I like guys like that. Thirty seconds. When was the last time you got to tell someone I told you so? This morning, and every morning to my wife. Every day on the show. Brown therapy wants to know Rebecca or Diane for Cheers, Sam. Rebecca. Which, Diane sucked. Which one's Kirstie Alley? That one, there Rebecca. Yeah, definitely. The no anti- doubt. Diane sucked. Terrible. Always trying to keep a good man down. Always was. 
Uh, still so much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland. It feels like a Friday. Honest to God, it feels like a Do we have to show up tomorrow? Yes. Sucks. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. LBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider. Your Cleveland Browns and all the X's for your office. 216-485-2000, OhioBusinessMachines.com. See, to my kids, this is this came out last week. Rudy is the Mateen Cleaves of films. The next level's next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.